Hello, Nickelodeon fans, and welcome to This Week in Nickelodeon History. We are covering every single show that either premiered or ended between May 23rd and May 29th. Um, and, and this is an interesting one because this has happened only a, a handful of times, but uh, we actually have a This Week in Nickelodeon History where history will be made because this year on May 27th, 2021, the reboot of The Rugrats will be premiering on Paramount+. Plus. Um, never did I think that this would happen. I, I really thought that uh, when Nickelodeon was going back into their their catalog of shows to see what they could make into movies and even possibly revive, I, I honestly thought we saw enough of The Rugrats. We had nine seasons of the show. We had three theatrical movies, a multitude of video games. I thought, you know, a, a spin-off series with its own longevity on television, um, two straight-to-DVD films. I mean, there's a lot of Rugrats content out there, and I thought, oh, if anything, they would do a special. I didn't think there was going to be a full-on revival. And if we go back and to when they were announcing everything of, of the Rugrats, this wasn't just going to be a revival of the original cartoon. This was going to be also a live-action CGI hybrid film for Paramount. Uh, I imagine that if they went forward with that movie, of course, its original release date was we've already passed, I believe. But um, if that would have just kind of even if it's still I don't know if it's outright canceled. I think it's on the shelf. But um, if they are continuing that project, that is all but certain to be a Paramount Plus exclusive film. I, I don't see any reason to release that in theaters. Um, and just the sound of it, the like live action CGI. I mean. What are we talking about here? Just are, the, are all the characters CGI, but we're just going to make the backgrounds look live action. We're going to go for that kind of aesthetic. Um, are we going to have real Stu and Dee Dee with CGI babies? Um, and for anyone listening, that project is, as far as I know, still not happening. But uh, but we have this reboot here, which um, they're, they're, the more content I see of it, the more I become intrigued but at the same time, there's just some there are obvious bothers that I'm going to have with it. But I'm, I'm very open minded and actually excited for Thursday to to watch whatever drops and to see how the show turns out after all this time. I'm excited that the original cast is back. The, their voices will always be ever uh, connected with those characters. It is a real shame that the parents did not get the same respect in this regard um, beyond just the the money they could have saved by just bringing back the, you know, as much of the original adult cast as they could have, um, you would have just not ran into this issue that didn't need to be changed. But, um, there's been some more content released of some of the voices of the new parents. And I have been impressed thus far with how closely they're trying to match the original voices. But at the same time, that just goes back to the original argument of why not get, everybody back in the first place. Uh, but aesthetically, I'm starting to like the the show. 
the style they're going for, and and we'll see how it turns out on Thursday. I'm I'm probably going to record a uh, a special review that um, I'll just drop as a bonus podcast if you're an audio listener and a bonus video um, with with extra video production put into uh, if you follow us on YouTube or Facebook. Uh, so that is very interesting. Uh, last year on May 23rd, 2020, the show Group Chat with Jaden and Brent premiered on Nickelodeon. This was a very early attempt in the pandemic of 2020 to get content on television. Um, there was kind of, it was weird. We weren't supposed to really be around with one another, but everybody's at home needing entertainment, you know, needing content to keep them busy, you know, if, if they were not working. Uh, so, or for even kids, I mean, kids need to be entertained and whatnot. So Nickelodeon on May 6th, 2020 announced that it was greenlit and it's, it's basically like it, it with the name group chat. It's, it's basically everybody in their own space. Like you're watching a zoom call with, with characters. I imagine, uh, it is still ongoing at, at this point, it's two seasons deep with 15 episodes. So. Uh, you know, good for them. Good for them to find something, uh, you know, to, to find some way to get some kind of content out during that time. Three years ago, on May 25th, 2018, we saw the final episode of The Thundermans. The Thundermans was created by Jed Springarn and uh, is about a family of superheroes. Think, you know, if you took the concept of The Incredibles um, but you made it in a in a uh, sitcom setting for Nickelodeon. That, that's pretty much what I got out of it. Although there are some differences here. It mainly follows the kids um, in this regard, obviously being a Nickelodeon show, uh, with Kira Kosarin as Phoebe Thunderman and Jack Griffo as Max Thunderman. Uh, Max actually is yearning to be a supervillain, and and that's just where some of the dynamics come into. He's trying to be evil and the rest of the family's trying to be good. And uh, it, what's surprising is that this had such longevity alongside Henry Danger on Nickelodeon. You had these two superhero sitcom shows running at the same time concurrently. There was a crossover episode between the two and they both you know, ran pretty successfully. Uh, and in some ways, I, I like a little bit of the Thundermans more than I did Henry Danger. I don't know why. Um, actually, I, I don't know what I'm talking about. I know I know exactly why I liked it. I am a massive fan of the character Dr. Colasso, voiced by Master Shake himself, Dana Schneider. Uh, huge fan of his. So anytime I would have to hear his voice, it's it's one of the soothing voices I can think of out there. But uh, so, yeah, that's the that was the Thundermans. Five years ago, on May 30th, 2016, we saw the end of Lost in the West. And if you haven't heard of Lost in the West, well, then you should know that it also debuted five years ago on the same week on May 28th, 2016. This was a three-part comedy western miniseries that aired on Nickelodeon. It was directed by Carlos Gonzalez. And, uh, yeah, it ran three nights in a row, each episode running about 45 minutes each. Uh, two stepbrothers accidentally invent a time machine and are transported from the present day to 1885, where they come into conflict with the local mayor. 
Yeah, that's an interesting. I mean, you know, over the years, I've I've really appreciated Back to the Future Part Three a lot more than I did when I was younger. Because when I was a kid, I was way more interested in Part Two with all of the future gadgets, and the past seemed so boring. When I grew up and watched it again, well, I became more impressed with Doc Brown to be able to still be as scientific as he could in the past that he was in the future. So. I have not seen this uh, miniseries whatsoever, but it, it sounds fairly interesting. I, I would say if you can, uh, if, it, if it's on any platform or anything like that, it's probably well worth a shot. I mean, it's just three episodes. You don't have to go too deep into it. Eight years ago, on May 27th, 2013, the Nickelodeon movie Nicky Deuce aired on Nickelodeon. The movie starring Noah Munich, who is best known as Gibby on iCarly and... And, and God bless him for it. I absolutely love Noah. Uh, I'm a massive fan of his. Uh, I love the character of Gibby. And, and I've seen a few of his other projects. And they've generally made me laugh. So uh, I've never seen this movie. But just by the name and who's starring in it, I'm willing to give it a shot. So uh, if, you've, if you've seen it, then uh, you know what? send me a message. Let me know if it's good or not. If it's worth digging up or anything like that. Eight years ago, on May 25th, 2013, one of my guilty pleasure Nicktoons, Sanjay and Craig, premiered on Nickelodeon. Created by Jim Dershberger, Jay Howell, and Andreas Trolf, Sanjay and Craig follows a uh, young boy and his friend, a uh, pet snake, and their shenanigans around town. It had a lot of character to it. It, it it did not care to hide its its fart joke humor its immaturity and you know I kind of liked it it was one of the rare times that I really got into a Nicktoon when I was older I started I, I can't tell you how I started watching the show but I know I started watching it at some point when it was on Nicktoons network I may have just thrown it on the TV as background noise and just got enthralled really because of Chris Hardwick being a part of the show. I was a massive fan of the Nerdist podcast at the time, and I just loved Chris Hardwick's voice, and hearing that in the background, I, I just, it got my attention. Um, of course, Sanjay being a 12-year-old Indian-American boy, Craig being a anthropomorphic pet snake who he met in a pet store, um, just you know, have their goofball adventures throughout town. It's it's a show that is kind of a hit or miss with some people these days. Some people are really turned off by the very juvenile humor of the show, and, and others enjoy it. And honestly, for Nickelodeon, I mean, this show really gave me Rocco's Modern Life-type vibes. They were not afraid of maybe trying to be a little bit more adult with their humor than other shows at the time. Um, and, and, you know, hey, look, good fart jokes, I'm here for it. Like... You can't be a fan of Nickelodeon and not say that there there isn't a good fart joke here or there. I mean, it just it feels wrong. So I don't know if you passed on it before. Maybe it was just an episode you watched or something. I I have I have nothing else to say. But th this is this is an absolute like like I said, guilty pleasure of mine. Um, I I it's not my like top greatest Nicktoons of all time, but it's one that I think at stood out against the pack, especially at the time that it uh that it premiered on Nickelodeon. 
Nine years ago, on May 28th, 2012, the Nickelodeon film Rags premiered on Nickelodeon. It is a musical gender-switched inversion and modernization of the Cinderella fairy tale, starring Kiki Palmer, Max Schneider, Drake Bell, Avin Jogia, and Nick Cannon. Um, I've This is just another movie I have never seen before. It seemed to have done well in the ratings for Nickelodeon and was released on a soundtrack that at its peak hit number one on iTunes soundtrack albums charts and number three on the top 100 album charts. So I, you know, there's different ways to gauge success, especially with a multimedia project like this, because not only does it get released as a movie, but it has a soundtrack. And some people may only ever listen to the soundtrack and there's some people who will only ever watch the movie. So, um, seem to have done well for themselves. 11 years ago, on May 24th, 2010, Dragon Ball Z Kai premiered on Nicktoons Network, uh, or better known as Dragon Ball Kai. It is the easiest way to get into the Dragon Ball universe, if you will. Um, not to go on super long, because even though this is a outside Nickelodeon property, it was pretty cool that Kai got to premiere on Nicktoons Network. It, I don't know. It just it was like it came out of left field. Uh, it, of course, would eventually run on Toonami. But um, what Dragon Ball Kai is, is they re-edited Dragon Ball Z down from 291 episodes to 167. They took out all of the filler and at the same time converted the picture from a 4-3 aspect ratio to a 16-9 aspect ratio so that it would look, you know, moderately better on a widescreen screen. But if you're an anime purist, you sometimes would rather have the 4-3 aspect ratio. So sometimes you got to, you know, think to yourself if you'd rather have the original aspect ratio if you're fine with a cropped picture. But uh, either way, this took down the amount of episodes it would take to get through the entire show significantly. I mean, it's still 167, but let me tell you, getting through that show is an absolute breeze. It's not a, it's not an issue whatsoever. So if you've ever had an inkling to get into Dragon Ball, Kai is the way to go, in my opinion. If you become a fan off of Kai, then I would say go be a nerd and go watch from the original, um, the best, you know, go get the Dragon Boxes and get the best picture quality you can get of those original episodes and, and watch the entire series. But if you want the, like, short-form abridged version, then you, you go with Dragon Ball Kai here. 12 years ago, on May 23rd, 2009, Mr. Meaty finished its run. Uh, another guilty pleasure Nickelodeon show of mine. I I like Mr. Meaty. I'm sorry. I don't know what it is. Um, yeah, you know, some crude humor can, can go a long way with me. I enjoy it. But I, I'm not like somebody who's just going to laugh at the sound of a fart. There's got to be some sort of funny setup for it. And there was just some episodes of Mr. Meaty that had a joke that legitimately made me laugh. And when this came out, I was, you know, 14, 15 years old. I was starting to mature in my humor a little bit, but they were still able to get some sort of childish humor out of me. And, and you know, its first episode, Buffalo Burrito, is a great episode. Wedgelore is another one I can think of. Mooch Master P is, an, is a notorious one, but to me is still really funny. And, and Parker's date, um, 
Josh off. There's just a lot of great episodes of this show. It's really, it's really bizarre. If you've never seen it, it is basically a puppet show within a food court. And it's just, it, it wants to just kind of shock you with what they're going to do with these kind of puppets and the stories they're going to tell. It's, it's silly. It's immature. Uh, I'll warn you ahead of time, but it, it's something I don't know. I, I enjoy. I had a Mr. Meaty shirt in high school. Um, I was able to find one on the Nick shop and bought it. And it was just a brown shirt that had Josh and Parker in the middle with the Mr. Meaty logo. Um, or no, it said where friends meet to eat meat. And on the back, it had the Mr. Meaty logo. And I, I don't know where that shirt is right now, but I definitely never got rid of it. So it's got to be somewhere in my storage. But that I need to frame that shirt. That is a cool shirt. I'm glad I had a Mr. Meaty shirt. I wish there was still something of that available, but uh, to say the least, uh, it, it, it lived it lived in my heart, and I, I hope there's someone someone out there listening who also can enjoy a little Mr. Meaty in theirs as well. Sixteen years ago, on May 27th, 2005, we saw the final episode of You Pick Live. You Pick Live was a weekday afternoon show that Nickelodeon hosted. Um, from the Nickelodeon headquarters in Times Square and once in a while would go into other various parts of the world to host the show. I, I specifically remember a time that they were also in front of the um, the Nickelodeon uh, uh, studios down in Orlando, Florida. There, were, there was definitely a time they were down there too, but it was essentially just a show to connect the shows you were watching. It was the show that you would go to in between commercials or when shows would end and they would just have various sketches and gags and a studio audience and sometimes celebrities would come on. It was an extremely fun time. This is where Pickboy came into play and uh, and this is where I, I felt my, I had my crush on Candace Bailey and then, uh, then she showed up in G4 years later. Absolutely uh, crazy. The, the show was starring Brent Papalizzo and Candace Bailey. Uh, of course, Jeff Sutphin would come in as Pickboy uh, once in a while and definitely had a longevity long after you pick live. And I believe still to this day shows up um, uh, on Nickelodeon content. I, I know there was things like that, but I wanted to give you pick live a, a shout out. And did I get his name right? Brent Popolizio. I If I didn't say it right the first time, I definitely said it right there. Uh, I just I, look, I remember Candace Bailey. That's uh, that's right. I'm I'm still a fan. Where where is she? Hopefully she comes back to the new G4. Um, but last but not least here we have this really weird um, this week in Nickelodeon history uh, because I know when this show starts. Therefore I know how long it's been on. Um, Thirty three years ago in uh, 1988, we have this show called Don't Just Sit There, and. There's no start date for this, although the original source when I found this stated that it started at some point in May. And the only summary I have of this show is from uh, IMDb, and this person, Anonymous, wrote, Teenage-targeted talk comedy show that ran on Nickelodeon through 1989 and introduced future stars as guests like Mayhem Baliak and New Kids on the Block. Something like a young version of the late night shows complete with a house band. That was from Anonymous. Thank you. So, um, it, yeah, there's there's not much about this show. Um, 
Yeah, there was there was a survival guide released for it, and that's like the only picture that even IMDb has of this show is just their book. Um, I can read Matt Brown, Veronica Alessino was on two episodes of the show. I don't know if it lasted. I, it went. It seemingly went past at least one episode, but the most I can see is three episodes of the executive producer. Um, Jeffrey Darby having this from 1989, 1988 to 1989. So I I don't know if they were just trying to get something off the pilot and it was going somewhere and then it didn't. I I have no idea. But and now an update on training for Legends of the Hidden Temple. So we are on week three of uh, training for Legends of the Hidden Temple, the rebooted version coming to the CW at some point this year. Um, I have already registered to to try to be a contestant on the show, and regardless of if I get on, I am training for July as if I am going to be on. So um, my weight loss journey by week two really didn't go anywhere. Um, I, I did... I didn't jump into the deep end on this. I really wanted to start small and build my way up because I really wanted to wean my body off of certain things I was usually ingesting, like sugars and whatnot. So I wanted to kind of, you know, flush my body out. Um, During week two, I really started this week increasing um, my endurance for cardio. So I started working uh, to walking a bit more every day. Um, uh, I'm actually on a vacation this week from work. And when I go back to work, I'm actually going to just start walking to work because I I am within walking distance of my job. So I'll just save a ton of money on gas. Um, therefore my cardio will also go up and I'll have more money in the bank and, and what have you. So, um, but since last week where I still was at 319.6, I've actually lost a little bit. I am at 317.9. So uh, that is the journey so far. Um, I mean, like seeing a pound or anything off, like that just, that's already a high. You got to see that and and just keep that momentum going forward. And, and, you know, when you just see it go down a little bit, that's where it's like, okay, uh, things are working. Even if it's minimal, you, you have to take baby steps with this. You can't just go super hardcore into working out and losing weight and eating right and then expect like massive results within you know hey three weeks I, I I've done a lot of damage to this body that I have to now undo in a short amount of time so um, I'm continually moving forward with this and I appreciate if if this helps you in any way or um, um, kickstarts you into wanting to to work out hey join me uh, on this on this little process you guys are are my accountability on this so I really appreciate it that is this week in Nickelodeon history uh just thank you for joining me I really appreciate all of you uh, if you are a listener of this podcast on on any means necessary if you are a fan thank you from the bottom of my heart um, the best way you can help out this show is to let other fans know that this exists so if you can share it uh, on any means necessary Twitter Facebook and a group on Facebook about Nickelodeon what what have you uh, if you can review us on iTunes that always helps with like having the people find the show who need to see it 
Um, and subscribe to us on Facebook. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on all forms of social media at I'm Ready Podcast on Twitter, at SpongeBob Podcast on Instagram. And if you have any questions you would ever like me to read out on the show or any comments you would like me to read out on the show, you can email me at snailmail at euphonics.com, U-F-O-N-Y-X.com. So this is Eric signing off for this week in Nickelodeon history. On the Lord of Hibbert, Nick. On the Lord of Hibbert, Nick, Nick. On the Ricky Tiggy Low, while living number one, Nickelodeon.